Patriarchy Podcast. This is the Gaslit Women's Guide to Conquering the Corporate World, where two sisters armed with facts and statistics, and we're destigmatizing the plight of the working woman. Again, today, it's just me. Hi, it's Lisa. Doing another mini breakdown, this time on the subject of imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is something that we've talked about quite a bit in the past, and there is a new angle on imposter syndrome that I just wanted to cover here that maybe is not new. It's definitely not new. It's looking at something macro instead of looking at it very micro. So what prompted this look was seeing a tweet that was posted by The Consciously on Instagram from Joanna Hollingsworth. So she's at Jewels from Joanna. If you ever want to follow her on Twitter, she's amazing. And it followed a discussion she had with Dr. Tashin, which is at Atashin on Twitter and also on Instagram, who is an amazing Indigenous scholar and fantastic educational resource to follow as well. Um, they were having a discussion about the concept of imposter syndrome, which was originally theorized by two white women, so psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Emmis. This was in 1978. And it was describing how women become marginalized within the corporate environment through feelings of fraudulence and self-doubt. And so many women embrace the tenets of imposter syndrome because they feel very true to us. They feel very true to a lot of people. They can be almost described as universal in many instances. But for Black women and women of color, this term imposter syndrome erases, or at the very least, it dramatically minimizes the impact of systemic racism and the many, many obstacles that presents them with every day in the workplace. So it makes systemic issues the fault of the individual woman. And it makes it her problem to resolve each and every day that she shows up to work. One of the great little jewels that Joanna Hollingsworth pointed towards was a fantastic article in Harvard Business Review called Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome by Ruchika Tulshian and Jodi Ann Burry. This is actually from February of last year, and we missed it. And it's amazing. And what they are talking about in this article is how the impact of systemic racism, classism, xenophobia, and other systemic prejudices uh, and, or instances of oppression are, were categorically absent in the original development of the concept of imposter syndrome. So many groups were excluded from the study, uh, namely Black women, women of color, and women or people from various income levels. And varying genders. And that, that includes gender expansive as well as transgender and then different professional backgrounds as well. So the concept that is typically held up against imposter syndrome is this uh, white man's progression through the corporate world, where if they do have feelings of doubt, those feelings of doubt are minimized and mitigated as their work, their knowledge base expands over time and is validated over time because they are able to find role models that look like them. And it is rare for their competence or their leadership style to be critiqued, at least critiqued in a way that endangers or limits their career progression, while women very much experience the opposite of that. So one of the things that the authors of this fantastic piece in Harvard Business Review go on to say is that even the phrase, the term imposter syndrome, it harkens to criminality, so that imposter bringing what they call a tinge of criminal fraudulence to the feeling of just being unsure of yourself or anxious about joining a new team, learning a new skill, starting a new path, uh, a new career path, and then adding that met what they call a medical undertone of syndrome, 
which they believe recalls the female hysteria, in quotes, the diagnosis of the 19th century where women were feeling all of these things of, of being trapped and disillusionment and unhappiness. And it was being touted as as a syndrome, as a as a hysteria, something that needed to be uh, medicated or, you know, lobotomized out of women. They go on to say that feelings of uncertainty are expected. They're universal. They're normal. It's a normal part of a professional life. Women do experience these feelings uh, disproportionately, especially when we're working in the corporate workplace, which has been founded on the shape and the basis of a male-led organization. And then we find when you get back to that, what we've talked about previously as well, that misogynoir, where the intersection of racism and misogyny it just disproportionately expands and causes black women and women of color to feel like they're constantly in a precarious position at work. So they feel marginalized and minoritized within the workplace. They feel disillusioned within the workplace. And they quoted actually in this article, half of the women of color surveyed by working mother media plan to leave their jobs in the next two years. And what, what the article goes on to say is that employees who come from marginalized backgrounds, people who have have been minoritized within the corporate workplace are trying to hold themselves up to a standard that no one around them is meeting and no one around them is expected to meet. And so that pressure to excel just can become way too much. So in that workplace environment, a normal feeling of not belonging, a feeling fraudulent, a feeling like you're going to be found out is astronomically expanded when you also tie in daily microaggressions and expectations and assumptions that are formed by misogyny, racism, and other types of prejudice that hold women down. And then when you flick that lens even closer in, that hold black women and women of color down and even more disproportionately. And so the article ties up by saying for black women and women of color, universal feelings of doubt become magnified by these chronic battles with systemic bias and racism within the workplace. And I think this is such an important point to share and, and such an important point to carry with you as you walk into the corporate environment and as you exist in the wider world of so much in academia has been based on a white experience or a whitened experience. So we use phrases, we use terminology, and we think it's a universal experience for this marginalization of women in the workplace because it is a male-centric, male-dominated environment. But actually, we're talking about a universal experience, not to say that imposter syndrome doesn't exist. We all feel it, I think, to some, many people to a lesser degree, but many people to a greater degree. But also, it does damage to Black women and women of color who are being disproportionately impacted by the systems of discrimination and abuses of power that are existing within a white-centric, male-centric corporate environment. And that is what I wanted to share with everyone today. And obviously, we will put the link to the article will be in within our show notes. Also, the links for the people that we are discussing. And I would just, I would so encourage everyone to go and have a look for that article and read it in its entirety. It's beautiful. And it is, it's just a really lovely breakdown of opening your eyes past what we have been kind of spoon fed as this thing that happens to all women. And actually it happens 
to most people. But then it also, it forces women, disproportionately black women and women of color, to deal with a systemic issue as if it is their individual problem. And it's it's not, it's a much larger issue that needs to be attacked. Instead of putting all the onus, all the responsibility for resolving these obstacles, these mi- microaggressions, these daily battles that they're facing, that we're all facing, but that disproportionately black women and women of color face, and making it their problem to solve it. So uh, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on TikTok, you can find us on on Twitter. We're not so great on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're not so great on Facebook. But come and find us, Dear Patriarchy Pod or Patriarchy underscore pod. If you want to drop us a line, patriarchypod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we will be back next week with a full episode. And I really hope you enjoyed this little breakdown. All right. Love, light. Good night.